Diversity and Inclusion, Insights from the UK and Mercedes-Benz. Much has been written and said about gender diversity and inclusion. Progress has been made, but we have still a way to go to achieve gender parity. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. In this episode, I'm delighted to talk with Sabine Kohleisen, member of the Board of Management at Mercedes-Benz AG, responsible for Human Resources and Director of Labor Relations, and Denise Wilson, CEO of the Hampton Alexander Review. In this podcast, Denise and Sabine present facts, figures and insights about achievements in the UK and at Mercedes-Benz and the approaches when it comes to diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Sabine and Denise also provide real-life insights into achievements, measures and practical tips for individuals and organizations about how to bring diversity and inclusion to life. Sabine is someone who has lived it. She has risen through the ranks in an automotive company and as a member of the board of management is responsible for achieving the next targets. And Denise, who as a CEO of the Hampton Alexander Review, shapes the debate about gender diversity with facts and figures like no other in the UK. I'm Dr. Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. I'm absolutely delighted to have you contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. Hello, thank you. And I'm delighted to be here and to share with you some of our journey in the UK for women in on boards and leadership. Hello, thanks for the invitation. Looking forward to for this podcast. Thank you. What is the status of women at board level in the UK? If you would like to jump straight in, Denise. Well, the UK has chosen a slightly different approach in that we have a voluntary approach with targets, which is quite different to the quota legislation that many EU countries have pursued. And we've had a decade-long drive from a really poor starting point 10 years ago with just 9% women on FTSE 350 boards and 152 all-male boardrooms. And today we see on boards of the FTSE 100, we have 36% women on those boards and the FTSE 350 is at 33%, so just over a third. And many of those companies are already at 40% and more. We also see that there's nine companies now with a majority of women and many companies with a woman chair and a woman sit. And maybe for our international audience, let's talk briefly about what we mean by board and the differentiation between a board in the UK and how the word board is used on the continent as in Germany, as Sabine will explain. That's a, a very good point, because in the UK, we have a unitary board, which is made up largely of non-executive directors and just the CEO and the FD as executive positions. And then below that, we have the executive committee, which is very much the equivalent to the management board that you would see in Germany. But in the UK, we're tracking the layer below that as well, the direct reports to our exec committee, our management board. And there we have around 30% 30, 30 women right now in that layer. 
And Sabine, you sit on the management board of the iconic company Mercedes-Benz. That's right. What's the status of women at board level at Mercedes-Benz? Well, at Mercedes-Benz, we have almost 40% of female board members. So we have three women out of eight board members. If you look overall in Germany, you won't find that much female board members yet. We have still a way to go, also compared to what I learned just from Denise. At Mercedes-Benz, we have set ourselves a goal already in 2007 of bringing 20% women in senior management positions by 2020, which we almost achieved by the end of last year. And I do believe this is a real marathon. We started early on, but there is also still a way to go. So, I mean, the numbers are one part of the story, but what does it take to not only appoint women, but to integrate women at board level? Let me start with that one. I think there are several things. The attitude of the chair is of the board is significant. You know, how intuitive that chair is, the signals that they send to women, people who are different around that table, and to men, the kind of off-the-board conversations and coaching that takes place, not just with women, but with other board members. Valuing difference and making sure that there is respect for those alternative lived experiences and viewpoints. And the behaviours of others around the table really matter. Valuing the views of everyone, the role of the chair is key to, to pulling all of that together and making everybody feel comfortable. So on management level, it would be the role of the CEO. Sabina, what have you seen really working at Mercedes-Benz? Well, I think Denise has mentioned a lot of the attitude and the mindset that it takes. I mean, first of all, it's the appointment itself. That's the first important step. It opens the door. Even more important is what happens next. It's about what you experience and live in your daily business, about how you are treated and integrated, but also what you do yourself to live up to the role. So I would see this as a kind of pull and a push function. The ones already in the team have a responsibility to include, but so do the ones to join the team, and they also have to do their job. I personally was very luckily to be accepted very openly. The dealings with us on the boards were very appreciative from the start, but I have to admit I was the third woman appointed to the board, so that may have been different from being the first one. And if I remember my times on other executive committees where I was the first one, then you, you have to pave the way, be integrated. And it's a question of mindset and a question of attitude, as Denise also pointed out. And is there anything specific your CEO has done to make you feel welcome, to make you feel a full member of this management board? Well, I don't think that is something specific for females. It should be a welcoming attitude to every board member. And I think the responsibility of the CEO, and in this case also of my CEO, is to make sure that all perspective and all different ideas, opinions are included in the discussion. So this is something he makes sure in terms of bringing everything to the table that is in the room. Fantastic. And what needs to be done to ensure that we have a good pipeline of diverse candidates? Well, diversity is an important topic at Mercedes-Benz and part of our sustainability strategies. We have many different targeted measures in place, but just let me give you some examples. 
If you look at the employee journey, it already starts with a recruiting process. And there we use many formats specifically for female talents, fairs, networks, girls' days, etc. So to excite even more women for our company. And once you've started your journey with us, there are different programs and opportunities. I want to give one example, which is our mentoring program for women in the first management position. This is called Berta's Daughters. The name derives from Berta Benz, and she was the wife of Carl Benz, one of our founding fathers. And what many do not know, at that time, not many people were really interested in buying or trusted the invented automobile. And uh, Berta and her two sons were the first ones to prove that this horseless carriage is really very well working. And without her husband knowing, she undertook the first long distance journey in 1888. And um, she was really courageous and she believed in the car, she believed in herself. And by doing so, she introduced her husband's inventions and changed our world and changed the world of mobility. So this is why we call this program Berta's Daughter, daughter so to make all these uh, talented women courageous for their careers. And uh, speaking about Berta brings me also to another example. We have an initiative that is called She's Mercedes. She's Mercedes celebrates female success stories and offers a platform to exchange ideas, connect and learn from each other. It's not only for internal employees, but also for customers, for females all over the world. And we have events, a magazine, and also a LinkedIn appearance. And this is also an initiative to promote diversity and specifically to inspire women around the mobility. And this Bertha's Daughters is such a wonderful story. And I encourage people to see the little video clip, which we will also post. It's a beautiful story. Denise, what have you seen working in the UK? Do you see similar programs as what Sabina just talked about at Mercedes-Benz? Yes, absolutely. And let me just say I love the Bertha's daughter story too. I think it's a great example too of the creativity and resilience that women bring to any topic in life and in work. But just to answer your question, you know, what have we seen companies do that works? Well, voluntary targets, choosing a voluntary target works. It tells everybody what good looks like over a you know, a realistic period of time. And the data, publishing that data and reviewing it at the highest level in the company on a regular basis. You know, treating this subject like any other business topic. So proper papers that have graphs, metrics, show progress, KPIs, who's responsible for delivery. And, you know, far too many papers that we see in companies are all about events and role models. Treat this like any other business topic and make it count, make it matter. And I think staying power as well, you know, this is tough. Lifting the lid on every single people process. So from progression to promotion to retention to pay, bonus, perks and evaluation and making sure you have an even slate across the piece. But most important, the voice of the leader. So on the management board, that means the CEO. And on the supervisory board, that means the chair. And their attitude matter is paramount, matters probably more than anything else. Speak about the women themselves. What mindset do women need to make it to the top of the organization? Sabine, maybe you can talk about yourself. I mean, you have risen through the ranks. 
What characteristics do you think you have that allowed you to make it to the top? Well, I think it might not be so different from male careers where you have to be resilient, you know, take blows, stand up, try again. You have to move out of your comfort zone. You also need people that believe in you and you have to believe in yourself. So self-confidence, authenticity, those kind of attitudes would be really important for stepping up the ladders. And if you look at the industry, I mean, we are going through a massive transformation. So what we need are diverse teams and uh, new ideas and people who are open to lifelong learning, embrace change and revolutionary attitudes, being open for new things. So that is true for not only women, but also for, for male leaders. Denise, do you want to add anything to this? No, I absolutely agree with what Sabine had said. I think that's spot on. I would just say that you need to be prepared to challenge as well, but maybe pick your battles, trusting your colleagues and building their trust in you as well is really important. So that means investing in those relationships, not just around the table, but when you come away from the table too, but absolutely authenticity, confidence in the skill set that you bring and resilience to take a few knocks are essentials. So you have lots of fantastic examples, positive examples. The numbers are encouraging going in the right directions. And what are now the next big achievements you would like to accomplish? Maybe we start with you, Sabine. What do you think are the next big achievements uh, when it comes to diversity and inclusion at Mercedes-Benz? So, as I said, this is a marathon and we will continue to work hard on this and bring more, more female leaders in responsible management position. And so this is an ongoing journey without an end. Denise, what's your next big achievement you're targeting? Well, look, I like Sabina's answer there. It is about setting realistic goals, achievable goals in which everybody can have some confidence that they can achieve over time. But the long-term aim of this has to be gender balance. You know, why when women represent 50% of the population, 50% of the workplace, our educated workforce, would we not expect these days that gender balance is the aim? And I don't think that's a specific 50% number, but something that more represents gender balance, maybe 40% of either gender. And it isn't just about representation, of course, but unless you've got equal representation of men and women, then it's very difficult for this to become self-sustaining which is where we really want to get to in the end. We don't want initiatives in law. We want this to be sustained by the leaders that are in business themselves because it makes sense for them to do so and, and they want to. So I think it's creating an even playing field as well where men and women's skills are valued equally. And ultimately, you know, the goal has to be an inclusive workplace, a workplace where irrespective of difference, everyone has equal opportunity and can thrive and, and give of the best and, and aim for those jobs that allow them to fully fulfill their potential. No, fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Coming to the end, what shall our listeners take away from this podcast? Maybe we start with you, Sabine. Diverse teams perform better. So why can someone not want that? So this is uh, some basic thing. I mean, if you are a leader, lead by example, And that would mean look out for diversity. Don't choose the mini-me's. Look out for fresh perspectives in your team because we learn from others and through networks. And um, 
maybe you as a leader can set the first small spark that lights a fire of change. And I think this has to be taken very seriously. And for the females themselves, believe in yourself and your strengths. Be brave and be courageous like Berta. Denise. So I would add to those leaders listening today that, you know, the business case is strong and ever stronger. And this is not a subject that is going away. So as leaders, inform yourself on this subject. It is a core business agenda and everybody has a part to play. Now, why wouldn't everyone have something to say if their partners, sisters, neighbors, friends were systematically overlooked for promotion and paid less than their male counterparts, earn less and be more likely to suffer from pension poverty throughout their life? Why wouldn't everybody step up and have something to say about that? And I think that is what progress is. It is a million and one small steps where everyone has a role to play in promoting equal opportunity. And we know that the contribution of men, both at work and in the home, is crucial to gender equality. And we all have the power to affect change and we all walk taller for using it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think this is so valuable because here we have a voice from the UK, the CEO of the Hampton Alexander Report, and a really practical example from an iconic company like Mercedes-Benz. So thank you so, so much, Sabine. Thank you so much, Denise. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Sabine. How can we help you and your board to become more effective? We at Better Boards are always delighted to hear from you. Get in touch. You can best reach us on info at better-boards.com. Thank you for listening.